0: we are doing it again we're ladies doing and gentlemen it again uh, if you're keeping track this is week four that Nathan still has the plague uh, not that plague but <laughs> not a different that plague. plague but the not other that plague. plague new plague um, you'd be confi- you'd, you'd be got right for being confused because we're still yeah. you know setting records every day on the plague around here so oh it's, my it's God. fun and exciting
1: so again this is going to be so late coming out that this minor detail I hope you've caught up on first off I hope you've been taking this seriously for months secondly i hope we've told you to take this seriously for months and third if somehow you haven't and somehow this isn't two weeks too late of a message that little line graph that goes up and down as cases go up and down right it's like vertical now almost it's, yeah it's it,
0: doing that whole uh rate of profit versus yeah you know people it was, earning things it was over two hundred
1: thousand cases i know yesterday And it's going up so fast. I would be shocked if by today it's not at least three times the entire count of cases from the entire arc of the um, pandemic in China. China never even hit 90,000 total. And we're getting close to tripling that in a day. We're already more than doubling that every
0: day. USA. USA. Yeah. USA. USA. All right. But that being said, you didn't come here for pandemic news. Mm-hmm. You came here to hear two guys bitch about Claire McCaskill. And welcome <laughs> back to Claire's Corner, where two guys bitch about Claire McCaskill. Um, this might
1: be our new our new shtick. Um, this is the no new Wall Street Journal about.
0: opinion piece of the week. Yes, because the oh, Wall Street Journal oh, has yes. just become the, it's a, uh, the Claire uh, McCaskill dumbass front. opinion of the week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What a, well, none of these are Claire's – So, David, you lead off with what you brought to the table for Claire's opinion piece of the week. And oh, then we'll get to what I brought to the table for Claire's opinion my. piece of the week. So you remember we talked about
1: another political fellow from Missouri uh, last week. Uh, last week for you Correct. and me. We, yeah, the spawn uh, of Satan. The spawn of Satan. And it's funny that you use the term spawn of Satan because very unfortunately, uh, this – Man, if you'll call him that, is reproducing, and you hate to
0: see it, folks. Hate to see Matt it. Matt does it. Matt Iglesias loves it, but everybody mm-hmm. else, you hate to see it.
1: Everybody else, you hate to see anyone who's not trying to race China to a weird, bizarro Malthusian population war. Hates to see this. Um, and that excited Claire, and she publicly extended her congratulations to the point that it got its own article in the Hill. So yeah, very excited. Totally not Republican. Claire McCaskill, uh, for you being excited about the good news for, for, uh, your favorite good, good boy, Josh Holly.
0: Just proof again, that this is not anything other than pageantry to them. At the end of the day, they'll all yeah, get together G- and shake George hands and kiss babies. And George Carlin said it best. It's a big club and you're not in it. Correct. Love to get a Carlin reference on the show. Um, <laughs> And while that is in and of itself a bad a bad take, I I, yes. I do want to say that 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 what was brought to Claire's corner by by Nathan is much more joyous and much more uplifting to the human spirit, and <laughs> uh and it is this article from Newsweek: Utah man caught speeding claims oh, yes. he was on his way to kill former Senator Claire McCaskill. <laughs> oh this, guys
1: this is the greatest sequel to the killdozer imaginable that's the way that's what it is in my mind
0: killdozer is garbage no this is, is this is a sequel hero.
1: to who is it that shot the nazi guy in the ass i mean i think unfortunately died um, didn't you as get, part of this didn't
0: you get suspended for twitter for this point no last no. week uh, that was a different reference for uh, the other ass shootings shooting. in the ass yes no this is
1: a guy who actually shot the Steve Scalise uh, at a softball was, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although that guy, that guy was all hopped up on Rachel Maddow, Russia Gate nonsense.
0: Yeah, but this guy, our gentleman, a Utah man, was belligerent and appeared heavily intoxicated. There was an empty 12-pack of Budweiser, hometown boy, love to see it, uh, <laughs> beer in his vehicle, as well as a partially consumed other 12-pack. I am impressed with any man driving at 24 Budweiser's. Um, now, what would have helped him drive is the fact that they said he was also told the police that he was on Adderall and LSD in addition to the beer. This man is an American hero, and I'll hear nothing against him. Um Holy cow. That is a that is a way to do for it. Claire he was from utah like and someone asked like well she's not even a senator anymore i'm like yeah i think i preferred her as a senator because then she wasn't on the tv all the time talking to me like she's an authority on things she was just off being an ineffective senator like that's less impactful <laughs> than you coming on msnbc every day like, and trying to pretend like you're an
1: authority on something missouri still has republican senators i mean it's fucking missouri if it if we it's drunk up- goddamn blunt Right. If, 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 well, I think we had blunt and McCaskill at the same time at one point, Um, but no, we definitely did. Yeah, we definitely did
0: forever. He's on the planning committee for the inauguration. He's so excited to
1: throw a party for Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, it makes precious little difference if that, that Republican is dressed up in blue and a D or not. Uh, But Claire having the freedom to be a dumbass publicly that. Yeah. No one needs to hear that shit. So no one so yeah i mean
0: cool so utah man we salute we, welcome to utah welcome man. to the first edition of claire's claire's corner uh best yes. boy of the week and uh <laughs> you you win the award congratulations good job um that being said in in more slightly relevant to actual socialism news um again just to follow up on on things that make you feel good all the video of Avo coming back home to bolivia has come out this yes. week. Yes. Um, yes. The the mass uh, support that he's gotten, him going to visit, yes. you know, his his hometown and the speeches and and everything has just been been truly heartwarming. Almost equally as it's not heartwarming to watch the New York Times go like, "Oh, bad man, Ava Morales comes back despite our best attempts." Did you also see them being like, "Oh, no, that uh,
1: Trump's like refusing to give up the election It makes him the same as Maduro or whatever the fuck," and it's like you know. Madero actually won his election, won right? His election. Like, fuck off. All the way off. But so speaking of great news um, with Evo Morales returning in Bolivia, uh, much much more exciting on a large scale like ramifications of this sweeping win. Uh, that that organization I was telling you where that the South American country is banded together and I, I forgot what it was because, I mean, people pulled out of it. Like Bolsonaro pulled out of it. It kind of lost some power. Um, after the, you know, Honduran and Ecuadorian U S back coups. Uh, but they, they made a commitment to put it back together. And I couldn't remember what it was called last week. It's called UNISER. Um, which oh, is like sense. United. Yeah. United, uh, nations of American South, like Sur is like, Sur Americans. Yeah, yeah. Like South. Um, and, um, so that's banding back together. And on top of that, they're committing to, and I forget what they call it. It's another acronym that ends like, it's like acronym, sir. um, but it's a group specifically of South American indigenous groups committing to indigenous power in Bolivia, and that was like a big political drive of Evo these last few days. That's that's I mean, other than of course returning and seeing his child at home and being welcomed back from everyone and, and all of all of the good heartwarming things that it should have been, and it doesn't need to be anything more. The the real like political um, you know got a job to do. Purpose of uh going to Coach Bamba was pushing the formation of this, and he went there, and it's it's coming together quick, and that is outstanding news. So I mean, it probably be dated by the time you get this. Uh, hopefully, you have heard about it. Uh, It'd be you know ten day old news, but fantastic stuff. Absolutely good, fantastic.
0: Good, good. That's the good kind of stale news you want. Mm-hmm, that's the yes. that's the kind of stale news you want. Um. And that being said, I think that's really the bit the, the bulk of it for current events this week. I don't think we have a whole heck of a lot. Uh, um,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um I mean there's there's of course Bolsonaro and
1: and I don't know how much of this is like self loathing, right wing, play the victim bullshit like they, they try to do, or if it's actual fear, uh, but there does seem to be a big wave kind of similar to the old pink tide in South America right now. Um, So it looks good for, you know, elections in Ecuador next year to, to oust, uh, Lena Moreno and Bolsonaro has already pretty publicly said he's not planning on running again, um, because he'd get his ass kicked. So I don't know how true that is or how much. Yeah. I mean, it might, it might be one of those things that would be like, you know, Oh, we've got to save the right wing. And like, you know, but I, I don't feel like that was the tone of it as much as he's the kind of bullshooter to do it. I I feel like the tone was like, I, yeah, no, (laughs) 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 I'm done. We're cooked. (laughs) Like, yeah,
0: I've seen, yeah, we had our, we had our four year run. uh, Right. right. We burned down half
1: Amazon. We got it. That, that's, that's all hope Cargill gets the most out of that because they're not getting any more. I'm, I'm done. Like that's, that's the tone that came from it, which, Outstanding news, outstanding, Um, and I think a big part of that was not only Bolivia and Venezuela holding off all the coups, and of course, I mean, you know, I mean, Biden recommitted to trying to coup Venezuela because that's what he fucking does. And again, that is a very real concern.
0: But that's, I mean, come on, because we—that's a very real concern. He's incompetent him and Obama were very good at trying to disrupt South America. Yes, but I don't think I don't think who is in charge.
1: I mean, the other thing is if you were going by that, it would have looked like Biden would have gone back to, you know, re up the the nuclear deal in Iran and instead he committed to upping sanctions. So I mean let's let's face it, it's not really who's in charge, America. That can that can change, you know, which way the rudder is turned a little bit. But, you know, we know Which way the water's flowing? All right, we know which way the boat's going, Um, and it's it's going the same way. And so I don't think Biden recommitting to that is any more or less dangerous than just general time passing. And it's the U.S. you know State Department and CIA, and I mean they're all fucking around with it constantly. They're all trying stuff Mm -hmm. constantly. There was the the American that was arrested for terrorism um, because he was caught with all the C4 and shit just recently um and they're trying to wind about like oh he's a political prisoner let him free or whatever the fuck but it's like yeah he was a fucking came there to kill people screw him um he had i think it was a map to all the power stations or something which leads oh no it was the military stations it was military i was gonna say that otherwise that leads back to the whole very obvious reality that those mysterious power outages were probably uh plants but um there's still plants yeah there's still plants um but you know i mean so that's that's going to be the reality either way. So I, I don't think that affects more against. I think that's really going to come down to, you know, how many lucky bounces each side gets. Because let's face it, unfortunately, there's enough money that these guys are pretty capable just from a financial standpoint um, yeah. versus, you know, I mean, countries have much more of a passion and a reason to stand up for themselves and are more capable in a skill standpoint. Like, you know, I mean, there is there's a reason we get away it's a terrible narrative. You don't want to fall for the blundering empire narrative, but there's a reason it's real because if you go like, you know, whittle it down from this constant wave of action after action, they just have the resources to reproduce until they stumble on a fix. And you just look at like the individual actions. Yeah. These guys are incapable dumbasses. They just get so many tries (laughs) versus the countries fighting them are very capable. Um, but it's insulting to the efforts at trying them. It's not realistic or helpful if you just assume that the overall empire is bumbling because it's obviously not very smart, capable leaders lose to this empire because it just gets to try over and over and over. You know, if you're no good at making a bomb, but you just keep, you know, blowing shit up against the wall, eventually you're going to blow a hole in the wall. Right. Um, And that's that's the empire's strategy and it works. Uh, But so it's really going to come down to, you know, I mean, is it going to be another Castro try to assassinate him 500 times and never overthrow him thing? Or is it going to be something that gets through? And I I have confidence in uh, the Bolivarian revolution. So I'm I'm pretty confident about that, especially with the pink tie, because, again, you know, I mean, you have Venezuela holding up to that. You have Bolsonaro's comments, which I I don't think are self-sympathizing. You have the new constitution and the constitutional movement in Chile. You have things looking bad for Moreno and Ecuador. Um, obviously, you know there was just the the pseudo election and things didn't go well in Honduras. But you've seen strong uprising from the people in Honduras, and you see the way Bolivia just turned back this coup uh, is reinvigorating UNISOR and this new um, similar organization of indigenous groups. So things are are looking. Up, Way up in in South America, very pink tide style, um, but with much more pointed focus on the indigenous groups, because a lot of this grows out of, you know, the Moss movement and the Bolivarian revolution. The Bolivarian revolution has, you know, it comes from people of color. The the Moss movement comes specifically from indigenous people in the most heavily indigenous populated country in the Western Hemisphere. And that makes a huge difference.
0: Absolutely. You know what else makes a huge difference? Mm -hmm. The transubstantiation of a poor white. (laughs) How Andrew Johnson, unexpectedly raised to the presidency, was suddenly set between a democracy which included poor whites and black men and an autocracy that included big business and slave barons. And how torn between impossible allegiances, he ended in forcing a hesitant nation to choose between the increased political power of a restored southern oligarchy and votes for Negroes. Yeah. Mm, I don't think (laughs) so. Like nemesis of Greek tragedy, the central problem of America after the Civil War, as before, was the black man. Those four million souls whom the nation had used and degraded, and on whom the South had built an oligarchy similar to the colonial imperialism of today, erected on cheap labor, cheap colored labor, sorry, and raising raw material for manufacture. If Northern industry before the war had secured a monopoly of the raw materials raised in the South for its new manufacturers, and if Northern and Western labor could have maintained their wage scale against slave competition, the North would not have touched the slave system. We know that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But this, the South had frustrated. It had threatened labor with nationwide slave competition and had sent its cotton abroad to buy cheap manufacturers and had resisted the protective tariff demanded by the North. It was this specific situation that had given voice that had given the voice of freedom a chance to be heard freedom for a new come peasants who feared the competition of slave labor peasants from Europe, New England and the poor white South. Freedom from all men, black and white, through that dream of democracy in which the best of the nation still believed. The result was war because of the moral wrong. The economic disaster and the democratic contradiction of making human labor real estate war because the south was determined to make free white labor compete with black slaves monopolize land and raw materials in the hands of a political aristocracy and extend the scope of that power war because the industrial north refused to surrender its raw material and one of its chief markets to europe War, because white American labor, while it refused to recognize black labor as equal and human, had to fight to maintain its own humanity and the idea of equality. The result of the war left four million human beings just as valuable for the production of cotton and sugar as they had been before the war. But during the war, as laborers and soldiers, these Negroes had made it possible for the North to win. And without their actual impossible aid, the South would never have surrendered not at least these four million freedmen in the end, the only possible moral justification for an otherwise sordid and selfish orgy of murder, arson, and theft. Kind of a recap of everything we got through last chapter. Yeah. Um, yeah very well the book put, to this point.
1: But yeah. Oh, yeah. incredibly
0: well. Yeah. Yeah. Now,
1: early in 1865, the war is over. The North does not especially want free Negroes. It wants trade and wealth. Again, this is the problem with capitalism. Always motivated. It's okay, not to get too sidetracked. But all I I really get annoyed. We made with it a the,
0: paragraph and a half. Let's get sidetracked.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always get annoyed with this argument. This like that that goes in social democracy, especially the uh, um, just left wonk <laughs> breed. Um, that uh you know the kind that like writes for the nation and and shit like that that's that's like oh there's everybody wins solutions this makes sense for everybody we'd be smart to do it and there's a little bit of a vein in this and like if if democrats did this way you know they would win the elections and stuff everybody wins It, it it doesn't get to the heart of motivation and the problem is is this is the motivation the north wanted trade and wealth it did not give a crap about black people and look what happened you know if you're going to try to say convince the democratic party because it wants to win elections uh no it it wants lobbying money it wants power like you know i mean winning elections is just a pathway to that if you're not giving it that it doesn't fucking care no one in that party fucking cares that's why they stomp all over you that's why they'll forever stomp all over you and that's why no party that would replace him would do anything besides stomp all over you uh and that's again why you have to destroy the entire system and rebuild it from the ground up. <clears throat> the South does not want a particular interpretation of the constitution. <laughs> We've talked about the constitution hmm. originalist or what are they called? Literalist or something like that? Or, uh, originalist and literalist. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, it, obviously not so loose translation clarified really well, concisely here by, by the voice. It wants cheap Negro labor and the political and social power based on it. Had there been no Negroes, there would have been no war. Had no Negroes survived the war, peace would have been difficult because of hatred, loss, and bitter grief. But its logical path would have been straight. The South would have returned to its place in Congress with less than its former representation because of the growing North and West. These areas of growing manufacture and agriculture, railroad, building, and corporations would have held the political power of the South until the South united with the new insurgency of the West or their old Eastern democratic ideals. Industrialization might even have brought a third party representing labor and raised the proletariat to dominance. Of this, in 1865, there were only vague signs, and in any case, the former Southern aristocracy would not easily have allied itself with immigrant labor, while the South Southern poor whites would, would have needed long experience in teaching. Thus, the North, in the absence of the Negro, would have had a vast debt, a problem of charity, distress, and relief, such reasonable amnesty as would prevent the old Southern leaders from returning immediately to power, the recognition of reorganized states, and then work and forgetting. Let us have peace. But there was the black man looming like a dark ghost on the horizon. He was the child of force and greed, and the father of wealth and war. His labor was indispensable, and the loss of it would have cost many times the cost of war. If the Negro had been silent, his very presence would have announced his plight. He was not silent. He was in unusual evidence. He was writing petitions, making speeches, parading with returned soldiers, reciting his adventures as slave and freedmen. Even dumb and still, he must be noticed. His poverty had to be relieved, and emancipation in his case had to mean poverty. If he had to work, he had to have land and tools. If his labor was in reality to be free labor, he had to have legal freedom and civil rights. His ignorance could only be removed by that very education which the law of the South had long denied him, and the custom of the North had made it exceedingly difficult. Thus, civil statuses and legal freedom, food, clothes, and tools, access to land, and help to education were the minimum demands of four million laborers and these demands no one could no man could ignore. Northerner or southerner, abolitionist or copperhead, laborer or captain of industry. How did the nation face this paradox and dilemma? Led by Abraham Lincoln, the nation had looked back to the status before the war in order to find a path to which the new nation and new condition of freedmen could be guided. Only one forward step present president Lincoln insisted upon. And that was the real continued freedom of the emancipated slave. But the abolition democracy went beyond this because it was convinced that there were no logical stopping place. And it looked forward to civil and political rights, education and land. And as a complete guarantee of freedom in the face of a dominant South, which hoped for the first to abolish slavery only in name.
0: In um, the North. Now, yeah. go ahead. I was no, going to praise
1: that, that, no, I, I'm just going to, I mean, that just, you were talking about the beginning, summing up the book to this point, but th- this was summing up the last couple chapters and it and it did it really well, exceedingly poetically in a way that concisely holds the book. But again, it took the book to understand that otherwise those, those, uh, sentences would have all sounded profound, but not made any sense. But every one of them made perfect sense with the context. Um, and it was, it was moving. It was great. And it was very clear, you know, I mean, you, you had the problem, right? The, these black people needed freedom, and you had a group of abolitionists that – and this that's the part I like the most. is like they didn't see any logical stopping point. Like, oh, yeah, sure. We'll give them the vote. Oh, shit. That's leaving them hanging. And you just never stop because you haven't gotten to the humanity part. You haven't gotten to the real equality part yet. You never do until you get to the material point, to the actual new material equal system and so you know i mean the south was fighting tooth and nail because they didn't want to change anything but but the words at the top they're idealists because idealists know the ideas don't do shit um but you know it it was just it was it was a fight it was like the war never ended it just changed much more much um subtler tactics
0: yes yeah but in the north a new and tremendous dictatorship of capital was arising There was only one way to curb and direct what promised to become the greatest plutocratic government, which the world had ever known. This way was first to implement public opinion by the weapon of universal suffrage, a weapon, which the nation already had in part, but which had been virtually impotent in the South because of slavery and which was at least weakened in the North by the disenfranchisement of an unending mass of foreign born laborers. Once universal suffrage was achieved, the next step was to use it with such intelligence and power that it would function in the interest of the mass of working men to accomplish this. And there should have been in the country and represented in Congress, a union between the champions of universal suffrage and the rights of the freedmen, together with the leaders of labor, the small landholders of the West and logically the poor whites of the South. Against these would have been arrayed the northern industry oligarchy and eventually, when they were readmitted to Congress, the representatives of the former southern oligarchy. This union of democratic forces never took place. Mm. On the contrary, they were torn apart by artificial lines of division. This feels like it's about to get very relevant and prophetic to what we Mm. deal with today. Mm. Um, This also feels like it's going to get very reminiscent of uh what we heard about in black bolshevik in terms of infighting within a, a party leading mm-hmm. to a group that should ostensibly be you know we're working together you know working against each other um and my my new tie-in it, it works very similarly to uh what we're, what you're learning about if you read uh hammer and hoe which oh god guys read hammer and hoe uh uh spoiler alert for for a little bit later down the road probably next month sometime um those of you who uh, listen to Dumb and Awful or at least listen to the books episode of Dumb and Awful where I recapped 10 giant uh, works of theory uh, books two coming uh, in December sometime December probably around Christmas time um, and books two will constitute uh, black Bolshevik hammer and hoe black shirts and reds mm. uh, the revolution will not be funded uh, I believe there's a couple others where we've gotten to in Black Reconstruction in America. Um, and Redskins, White Masks. Um, there will be very, very, very short, concise um summaries of that uh obviously there is still a pending redskins white mask much more in-depth collaboration Mm -hmm. coming soon to this channel spoilers for later um (laughs) but uh anyone who will be interested i will i will be hyping that for a while also this is the point where i get to hype uh in the dumb and awful discord uh vicky uh everyone's favorite moderator and generally overall awesome person uh who was able to do the uh script work to get the audiobook ready for Hammer and Ho. I'm listening to the audiobook version cuz I have no time. But Vicky was uh able to as part of her her way of contributing to capitalism um <laughs> worked on the the editing and proofing of that to to get it ready for for narration and stuff like that. So, uh yes, go go listen to Hammer and Hoe, watch Hammer and Hoe. I don't know how you'd watch it, but uh hmm. yeah, I'm through about I'm through know. about the first the first chapter after the prologue. It has it is the only book I've ever seen that has a preface a foreword and a prologue altogether like that. That's unnecessary is all I'm going to say. It's unnecessary. It's uncalled for, Um, but it's a fantastic book. But again, all of these things, um, whenever you see a pattern a lot over and over and over and over and over, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's worth noting, and I think it's worth trying to analyze why that happens, but it feels like we're about to have a group of people that should ostensibly all be on the same team, all on the same side, all working towards the same goal, and they're about to get split, and we know why it happened to black Bolshevik, we saw where they sowed those seeds of discord, a lot of times it was along racial lines, other times it was just around intellectual superiority and kind of trying to feel like you're in the in-group, Um but we're, we're we're getting ready to get to to the crux of it here and I'm interested to see where this one goes.
1: Yeah, it's um, also, it's also yeah. big to note too that that doesn't mean to take principal stances obviously when we talk about these things splitting along racial lines, if they would have unified along the reactionary lines, along the wider um, side of, of these things, you also would have seen nothing. They have to be unified on the radical side. It's the splitting away whether it's you know, along racial lines or class lines or gender lines, um, it's the splitting away in large enough numbers um, towards reaction, whether it's fully or partially. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, some small number will always break away, and you have to you have to handle that as revolutionaries. That's that's a big part of things like democratic centralism, but it's the major. Said. Yeah, Uh, but it's major, major breaks towards reaction. Or, of course, if you went to reaction totality, that would be somewhere between the same and worse. Yep.
0: So back to it. This union of democratic forces never took place. On the contrary, they were torn apart along artificial lines of division. The old anti-Negro labor rivalry between white and black workers kept the labor elements after the war from ever really uniting in a demand to increase the labor power by Negro suffrage and Negro economic stability. Again, tie back times. We saw this before the concept of labor being the unifying factor we saw during the minor strikes, especially in the South, you had black miners go on strike. They were the majority. You had white people fighting labors, fighting against it because of that built in that racism holding them back from seeing no we're all laborers fighting for the same thing they couldn't get past that and it would cause blocks and then you would bring in other black you you'd bring in black scab laborers to even further undermine the whole thing and create this division and I feel like we're, we're seeing the roots of that even further back than than when we saw it during the mine strikes mm-hmm. um The West was seduced from a vision of peasant proprietors recruited from a laboring class into a vision of labor exploiting farmers and land speculation, which tended to transform the Western farmers into a petty bourgeois fighting not to overcome, but to share spoils with the large land speculators, the monopolists of transportation and the financiers. Now you have your small business tyrants coming in. The guys that think that because I have a small little part of this, I can be on this level. No, no, you're facilitating. You're helping them get what they want. You are a pawn in that game as much as anyone else. And if you were to recognize again where the power dynamics were, you'd recognize who you're closer to. That being said, fuck small business tyrants. But again, they're just easily played pawns in this system. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can see that happening right there. Yeah. Um, also, monopolists of transportation just always makes you think of... Uh, I know I should think of Rockefeller and the rest of them, but I just think of Elon Musk now, and it just makes me mad. Um, it just makes me violently angry every time I hear it. So um, you can think of the tra- Virgin
1: Records guy too.
0: Oh fuck, fuck, Sir, Sir yeah. Roger Staubach or whatever his fucking name is. Um, <laughs> Richard Branson, whatever. That's go, it. Go, go back to Silver Dollar City, you bitch. Um. Whenever, when, wherever a liberal and democratic party started to differentiate itself from this group, the only alliance offered was the, the broken oligarchy of the South with its determination to re-enslave Negro labor. The effective combination which ensued was both curious and contradictory. The masters of industry, the financiers, and the monopolists had, in self-defense, to join with abolition democracy, enforcing universal suffrage on the South, or submit to the reassertion of the old land slave feudalism, which increased political power. Such a situation demanded an economic guardianship of freedmen, and the first step to this meant at least the beginning of a dictatorship by labor. This, however, has to be but temporary union, and was bound to break up before long. The break was begun by the extraordinary corruption, graft, and theft that became more and more evident in the country from eighteen sixty eight on, as a result of the wild idea that industry and progress for the people of the United States were compatible with the selfish sequestration of profit for private individuals and powerful corporations. You want to reread Ooh, that last sentence? I would love to reread that last sentence. The br- yeah, the yeah. break was begun by the extraordinary corruption, graft, and theft that became more and more evident in the country from 1868 on as a result of the wild idea that industry and progress for the people of the United States were compatible with the selfish sequestration of profit for private individuals and powerful corporations. Mm -hmm. The The American dream can be real and you can still be an exploitative disaster zone that corporations and powerful monopolies rule. <laughs> mm-hmm. Recognize that. You can be getting better. This is where I think the biggest thing is is for so many people they cannot see outside of their own individual and the yeah, American you can, system is well so designed.
1: stumble into better conditions, which is a rarity. I mean usually it usually doesn't work out, but when it does, even if you do stumble into better conditions, it's still robbing away power. It's still making conditions much worse on, on the most oppressed masses. And it's stunting your own power and your own gains in the long run. It's just a short-term gain for just you. It and, still bleeds into this corporate system. And you system. can see
0: how they've gotten better at hiding it. When it, was, mm-hmm. when it was slave labor, man, if I got a slave in my backyard, that's a contradiction I got to confront every morning and at least work my way around. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we got to get rid of that. Well, what if we just export the labor? Out of the country where we never see it and we mm-hmm. don't see the people that are being directly oppressed in the global south that allow us to maintain, again, our quality of life improves while American corporations become infinitely more powerful and consolidated and, and nefarious while we find somebody else to exploit all the way down. And again, if we know that that train comes to an end, uh, yeah,
1: if you start seeing too many homeless people or houses, people, um, that becomes a major problem of like, you know, how do you have that contradiction? So what do you do? You scare them off, you hide them until they're victims of, of hit and runs on the highway. Cause they've got nowhere else to go to run away from, from being, you know, yeah. caught in some some dragnet of, of policing um, Seattle, in Seattle like
0: intentionally corralled all of them under mm-hmm. an overpass, like uh, into yeah. a into a very very highly trafficked like interchange area that's yeah. where the homeless was it, that's was where the, it, the houseless had been driven was it Angela Davis
1: or uh, Ruth Wilson Gilmore I think it was Angela Davis that said that uh, prisons don't fix societal problems they disappear people
0: yeah Oh, that sounds like Angela <laughs> Yeah. It sounds like Angela. Oh, it sounds like both of them, but I, I believe yeah. that's an Angela. Touché. Touché. Yeah. Touche. Touche. Yeah. And that's, that's a, a mysterious thing. Again, we disappear things that make you uncomfortable. Um, because mm-hmm. they know that they can make this system wouldn't work if it impoverished mm-hmm. most Americans. It yeah. has to, it has to. Raise up at least a majority of people to a level of of comfort that they're not willing to take action, and it yeah. is a thing we see to this day.
1: Yeah, and another thing, I mean, preview to Redskins white masks, um, you know, a, a major point of of the exploitation is not just labor. That's it's a great Marxist concept; is very correct, but it's almost secondary. It's the exploitation of land you can't exploit labor without land you can't extract the resources to exploit labor without land what is the only source of value outside of labor because of scarcity raw materials how do you get raw materials with land well you can't go out to the suburbs and kick people out of their housing to frack so what do you do you go to the colonized communities you go outside the country or you go to the indigenous reservations you run pipelines right through them you go to the people that are already so oppressed they've already got to see it and they're already so powerless that you're beating them down anyway and then you just police the
0: shit out of them to keep them down or or now hear me out we all become georgists Spoiler alert, guys! When we read, we're just going to become Georgists. We're going to talk a lot about the board game Monopoly, and we're going to become <laughs> Georgists. Um, that's the thing that's about to happen. Just, just, just get with it. It's going to be fun. It'll be our little <laughs> spring break. Um. David, do you want to read? Yeah, but this was only
1: the immediate cause. If there had been no widespread political corruption, North and South, there would still have arisen an absolute difference between those. We
0: skipped skipped paragraph. We skipped the paragraph. Oh, my goodness.
1: Okay, sorry. But those who revolted from the party of exploitation and high finance did not see allies in the dictatorship of labor in the South. Rather, they were entirely misled by the complaint of property from the southern oligarchy. They failed to become a real party of economic reform and became a reaction of small property holders against corporations. Hmm, weird how when you start siding with the small businesses Ooh. as the little man, things don't go well. Um, of a petty well, my bourgeoisie, is okay? Yeah, of a petty bourgeoisie against the new economic monarchy. I mean, hey, the local news just just the small business owners are just worried worried about the city going down and. Visa, Visa told me in their commercials that the way to save america Ugh. is saving small businesses the real victims of this pandemic are small businesses no I mean, one on. has a
0: larger boner for small businesses and credit card companies and it's because nobody funds credit card companies like small businesses yes because they don't get to negotiate discounts off their merchant mm-hmm. services bill so they're mm-hmm. paying them full price for everything mm-hmm. where so every time you see a credit card company running a commercial for small businesses like go shop here because that's where we make our biggest margin please mm-hmm. they immediately joined
1: big Business and coming to an understanding with the South in eighteen seventy six, so that by force and fraud the South overthrew the dictatorship of the workers. <laughs> so again, you know, I, and this is something that Malcolm X talks about. You know, I I don't care if someone stabs me in the back and pulls the knife out six inches and, and tells me sorry, right? Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was the North that that did did just as much as the South. The North that that allied with the South. And, and brought this all down in the name of business. Um, but this was only the immediate cause. If there had been no widespread political corruption, north and south, there would still have arisen an absolute difference between those who were trying to conduct a new southern state governments in the interests of the massive laborers, black and white, and those north and south who were determined to exploit labor, both in agriculture and industry, for the benefit of an oligarchy. Again, Du Bois is a Marxist. And no matter where he was on his arc towards Marxism when he wrote this, he also was smart enough to kind of see where things were going and was obviously at he least understood. introduced to Marxism at this point. Yeah, he understood stuff. He saw stuff firsthand. He and this is, again, this. Part is the, of the, the oppressed the, group, and he was a smart man.
0: It's the concept of you don't need to be a quote-unquote Marxist to inherently understand the concepts that lead to this. You don't have to Mm be trained in this. You don't have to have read and sourced capital. You can understand this and you see it all the time, especially if you are from an oppressed group or from a a Mm -hmm. group that has experienced the effects of capitalism head on. You can identify it. You can talk in the language without being a, you know, without having gone through and understood all this because you you understand it firsthand. We've said it a million
1: times. You know, the point of theory is to Give you, you know, other oppressed groups who are, are undergoing same or similar oppression, and you don't realize some of the facets. Understand their plight, but more importantly, understand the why of your issues. You know, you know what your issues are. You know the immediate causes. You need to learn the deep down why and what to do about it. So, of course, the boys could see this stuff firsthand, and it didn't take much Marxism to go, "Oh, this is what happened," because he's a smart guy and he saw it firsthand. So, yeah, I mean, you're the your your personal experiences never fully radicalize you but they are always the soil that your radicalization grows from and theory is just watering and fertilizing and seeding that soil
0: and you're in the same way that if you don't if you're not experiencing it theory can get you a little bit away down the road it'll get you You can start to kind of conceptually understand it, but you'll never fully be able to integrate it unless you are out there trying – at the very least trying to engage with those who do experience it or help and uplift those who experience it so that you can hear their firsthand experience and internalize that and make it something that you –
1: well, and feel unless you're on, lo-
0: on more of an academic level, I'm not yeah. saying, it, it, and unless it you're can't, unless you're I, a full on class
1: trader, too, you're also fighting against your own oppression. So it's always integrating into your life experience, too. It's just a exactly. matter of how much life experience is there to integrate into. And if there's not, oh, you better have empathy and listen to and experience firsthand those who are by
0: organizing them. And we're going to figure the rest of this out next week. <laughs> on uh, Mars Madness um, wow Uh, let's say let's say you disagreed with something we just did very uh, understandable that. very understandable that very was understandable. Of- we did this all again we do this off the that was off the dome that was yeah. just that was off the dome we, that was, just that was, dome. That was 20 minutes long
1: and that was a yeah. very it was a very p- careful place to be critical where a lot of it was opinion
0: and that is that again the nature of this is we're just too Com- this is this should be like your reading group this is two comrades in a room just yeah with with the trust that we can say this kind of stuff and if something is wrong you can reach out to us and you can reach out to us at marks madness pod at gmail.com that's the first way you can get a hold of us um second way would be to get us on the hell site uh, uh at marks madness pod at twitter. Dot, <laughs> <laughs> on
1: Twitter handle at
0: marks madness at marks madness pod that's where we are um, if you want a more real-time back and forth dialogue you can do that on discord discord link is in our bio on Twitter I will need to update it because I think it's expired um because it just does that periodically from time to time um but if you go to our Twitter bio uh there should be a discord link that is where you can hit us up in the discord Um be cool in the Discord or you get kicked out of the Discord. We run Discord on a firm purge basis where, uh, you know, <laughs> it's it. It's a voluntary space to be in, but be cool in it, okay? Just be cool. Um, that being said, this has been Mark's Madness Pod. You'll get your great disclaimer next week. You need a break every now and again. It's too powerful. It's too powerful of a disclaimer. You can't have it every week or you'll overdose. Um, that being said, this has been Mark's Madness Pod. My name is Nathan. My name's David. And we will talk to you all next week. Uh, Bye! Bye!